My name is Zach Snyder, and you're listening to the Black Bar Podcast. Today, I'm with both my co-hosts. We got with us Caleb Weidman. Hello. And Nick Mayo. Hey, guys. So today's uh, podcast is a little bit more of a brainstorming format as we're going to break down some ideas from uh, last week's video. Uh, The reality is, is that your church could be online for Christmas. I know we don't want to hear it, but it might be. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, like, at least if you're in the United States, Mm -hmm. you've seen the numbers. They ain't looking great. And we're not going to talk about the politics of whether or not your church should be shut down. I don't think there's one great answer for everybody. But the reality is that you could be shut down. There could be a reason for you not to be in service come Christmas or Christmas Eve or whenever you have your service. But that doesn't mean Christmas has to be canceled. And I think, if anything, this year is a testament to the power of online ministry, the power of digital ministry. Oh, yeah. And we want to talk through some ideas of ways that you can make your Christmas special online, whether you're having like an actual Christmas service or just ministry in general and kind of talk through some options. Yeah. And I know this is a hard topic. I know this is a very difficult topic, but hopefully us having this conversation with you gives you permission to start having the conversation with your team. Right. Because if you have not yet had that conversation, you should be. I think that it's our responsibility to make sure we're taking care of our community and shepherding well. Mm -hmm. So this conversation is part of that process. Much rather have us plan for a potential problem than end up having a problem with no plan. So, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Right. So so we're going to break this up into two different kind of like chunks of ideas. Uh, the first is if you're going to be doing uh, what I would call like a traditional uh, Christmas service, uh, but just live streaming it or putting it online. Uh, what are some ways that we can make that event special? And I think, you know, for most churches, that's something that we're familiar with. Uh, most of us do Christmas services. I know some, some do Christmas morning services. I've never been to a Christmas morning service. I have. But I know a lot of churches do. I'm, I'm in my pajamas on Christmas morning. <laughs> Is it like a wake up at dawn kind of thing? Yeah, it's like you go, you know, you open up your presents on Christmas morning, and then you go to church. It's like late morning sort of thing. My but parents did that right? to me and my yeah. sisters. So if you're going to do that, what are ways to make that more special? I know one one thing that we talked about in the video, and I'm going to blast it to high heaven every chance I get. Mm-hmm. If there was ever a time to practice the option of pre-recording, this is the time to try it. Is that what you're doing at your church, Zach? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be pre-recording the Monday of that week. And then basically that pre-recording will be all of our online services. So we'll have simultaneously online and in-person services. But uh, the stream will be getting the exact same experience during all the streams. Okay. Um, that kind of helps us with the combination of, you know, being smart and staying safe and spacious at our actual services. We also have multiple locations. So that means our volunteer push isn't as intense because we've got the, the kind of the A team for the pre-record. And then the other people that are able to volunteer are now able to volunteer those different locations. And the reality is, is that we can't have all the people that we want at all of our locations because we're splitting off that energy. That makes sense. You know, and one of our yeah. campuses is actually a set-up teardown, so we'll be setting up tearing down oh, wow. on Christmas Eve. Mm. So we're trying to make that as, as straightforward and simple as possible. So just pre-recording that service is helping us in that process. And then also in the event, I don't know what's going to happen, that our uh, pastor decides we're not doing in-person services, then the service will already be pre-recorded. There will already be an experience ready for people attending 
And that's kind of our mentality that either way we'll be ready even up to the week of Christmas. Wow. I really like that. That's a, you guys are really prepared. The quality of your service will, will go up and the weight on your volunteers will go down, which is a benefit all the way around, right? Like they don't need to show up Christmas or Christmas Eve or anything. They can enjoy that with their families. You can record that two or three weeks in advance when everybody has at least a little bit more free time. (laughs) And then if you have the time to edit this video, you you can make that service as awesome as you want. You can take as many takes as you want. You can add extra fancy graphics at the top and transitions and make everything flow super smooth and make that thing special. It also means you don't necessarily have to record in a place that you're able to live stream from. Mm -hmm. If you have a setup where you'll be able to move cameras, you know, I think Nick mentioned in the video, every single thing you do different from every service you've ever had is one more little piece that's going to become memorable in the minds of your congregation that's going to make that thing all the more special that might mean moving to a new location that might mean uh different people speaking or singing or whatever that might mean props that might mean illustrations whatever you got to do make that thing special get creative with it if you are pre-recording you have the an option to do a lot more complex things that you wouldn't otherwise having to do it live and especially in front of an audience yeah i definitely love the the thing that we said in the video too about you really have an opportunity to set an atmosphere too like every other year it's been if you had on your stage you really have to do stage design everything like that but this is the one of those moments where you could really take the intimate Christmas morning feeling and bring it to your online audience. Yeah, exactly. And I think for us, one of the even simple things, we are doing a stage build still regardless. We kind of do a stage build at the beginning of the Christmas series in general, which usually starts in the beginning of December. But even then, there's a lot of little things that we can do, a lot of uh, retries or retakes or special lighting or you know, specific stuff like that, that really can work for a pre-recording format. And you can even do something as simple as uh, changing up the service order or the service flow. Right. Like for us, we're going to do an intro video, then a song, then we're going to go right into the message. The message is going to be broken up by a special element and another song. And then he's going to come back for a kind of a part two of the message. And then that'll conclude with a worship element, which will then conclude with like the closing. So it's like, even just moving away from your no- normal service format is sometimes uh, enough of an elevation to to make a change. Now, that being said, I still am in the camp that online services should be less than an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Um, but <laughs> there is also the counterpoint that Christmas naturally has an energy that the Kleister people are willing to come out to. You know, the Christmas Easter only attenders. Right. Yeah. You've got a natural energy that's going to naturally see a spike in your numbers. Right. But why not elevate your service in a way that's going to make them want to come back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Right. This is a cool opportunity for that. So one thing that's worth noting, there's no such thing as one size fits all solution for any church, for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that includes pre-recording your service on Christmas. There definitely are advantages to going live. Specifically, if people know that you're live and you're able to engage with them or interact with them in any capacity, uh, people typically are more engaged and watching uh, because they know there's someone else on the other side. Now, that being said, I think if you are going to go live, you need to take advantage of the fact that it is live. Oh, yeah. That means interaction. That means engagement. That means not just in the comments, right? In the video. 
One of the ideas that that Nick and I, when we were brainstorming out for the the video, we talked about was like if perhaps if your church uh, uh, has a more traditional flair or an older congregation, uh, perhaps doing a hymn sing if you have a talented singer, right? So someone, uh, people in the comments could request songs uh, and sing them. Right, you go ahead. You have a band. If they'd have to be a talented band to be able to pull all that together yep. real quick and everything, you know. But absolutely, you the whole hymnal. Right, there's some churches that could be able to pull that off, and maybe it's you know, maybe it's Christmas songs, whatever, whatever it's going to be. That could be a really fun way of. I think it'd also be really cool for families if you incorporate just like oh yeah, traditional Christmas songs as well, of kids being able to ask for their favorites and whatnot. You know, I, I think it'd be a cool idea of like. A real like community bringing the 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 church together even when they're not in the building sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like the idea of there being a communication back and forth between like whoever's on stage or whoever's providing the live stream content and the audience. It's just it gives it one more level of their being engagement, you know, and then the, your audience is engaging with this digital content. They're hopefully feeling more like they're a part of it rather than a passive watcher and more of a participant in that way. It's something I'd like to see more churches doing is is not limiting your engagement and interaction with your congregation to your comment section. I think if you could do stuff live on video, it's not always possible. You know, pastors aren't going to be answering questions from the pulpit while they're also in front of a congregation most of the time. Um, but if it is possible to interact with a live person on camera, always going to be awesome. I know one function that I've seen, I believe it's in... Instagram, I've seen it, um, is I've started to see the functionality to where if you're live streaming on either of those platforms, you're able to invite someone who's watching into the stream as in like their video can start appearing alongside yours, Mm -hmm. right? That would be a really cool way of having like a conversation with someone. Like you could bring it in live and everybody else could listen. I know even this is not a Christmasy example, but uh, my brother-in-law, he's Pastor Aaron. We had him on the podcast a while ago now. Right. Uh, But in the beginning of COVID, he did like a, basically he runs a youth ministry and he did like like a talk show essentially, but his guests were his youth students and he video called them in and to ask them like anything like Jimmy Fallon would ask a guest and like went off. It was really funny and entertaining. The production values, whatever, but the kids loved it because they saw, you know, it was their students on video having this interaction, whatever. Um, I think that functionality specifically could be really fascinating to like get members of your church, pillars, whatever you want to do, in the call, having conversations. I think that could be fun, especially for smaller churches. So I think we're starting to touch on the uh, second kind of focus that we wanted to have for this episode. Uh, What are you going to do if you're moving away from the traditional service format into more of a uh, digital ministry that takes a different form or or looks different or feels different? Um, And I think that's a really good idea. Uh, I think uh, one idea that kind of touches on the same kind of concept I think it'd be really interesting if you have kind of a, a, a pre-established kind of set list or service flow or maybe a message, but uh, most of that is is this kind of Jimmy Fallon style thing where you're having this person talk directly to the, and interact with the community, maybe even putting up a big old TV next to them that's sending up the live chat feed or, you know, shouting out different people and asking them, what, you know, their input on things or something like that. Like that could be, that could be fun. That could be, uh, I don't know. 
you'd have to figure out a way to make it work in a digital space, especially if you have an older audience. I think that's the qualifier in most of these conversations. How's the internet connection and how old is your audience and how uh, capable of they are, are they of using the internet? But even still, there's a lot of cool options there. Yeah, I think a lot of times we kind of like categorize in our head when we think of church, we think of like like a singular event of the week where everybody gets t- together. I think that that's a part of church, but I think the cool thing about church is that it can happen throughout the week. And uh, what I you know, what we talked about in the video a little bit when Nick covered w- was you know options outside of that typical Sunday morning set up. Um, uh, even what Zach mentioned, that doesn't even necessarily have to be on Christmas Day. That can be, what, or maybe it's Christmas afternoon or whatever. I know we talked about uh, like possibly uh, creating content to make your your congregation's Christmas a little bit more special. Uh, I think maybe the, the question to ask is, what is, what is the goal of your Christmas service typically? Like, what are you trying to achieve? I know for a lot of pastors, it's we get a lot more people in the door on Christmas because the priesters, like Zach was talking about earlier, uh, is it like an evangelism thing? Mm. Which it very may, way, may well be. Is it a fellowship thing of like bringing all of your congregation closer together and having it might be a bit of you know, a bunch of things all mixed together. Uh, but I could see like even if it's an evangelism thing, typically churches have some amount of budget for um, their Christmas service, making it special. Maybe maybe it's the stage setup, maybe it's whatever. Perhaps you record a short series of videos, whether that be carols, whether that be like a 30-second like sermonette, something, and put the budget you would normally into put into a stage and put some funds behind those to send them out as video ads to play on people's Facebook feeds and whatnot. If you sure. want to reach people in the area, you could target it down to specifically people within 25 miles of your church or whatever. And it's like a nice little, it's like basically you're caroling on their news feed or whatever, right? And let me tell you, for the amount of money that you would spend on a stage setup, you could make sure every single person in your city mm-hmm. sees yeah. <laughs> a video ad like that. Um, there's a lot of really interesting options that digital ministry opens up um, if you're willing to get a little bit creative with the tools that are available. Yeah. I even know, like, uh, you know, Caleb and I's uh, pastor at Grand Rapids First during the COVID season would have essentially what I think we call like dinner with the Rife Kogels, which was really a really cool idea where they sat down, ate dinner, and responded to people's questions. Like, that could be a total thing. Uh, for a Christmas dinner, if they wanted to, or or any pastor, you know, your pastor sits down, uh, invites their congregation into their home, into their dinner table to have dinner with your congregation over Christmas. I, I think that's such a, another amazing tool you can use as well. And I kind of hinted at this in the video, and this totally wouldn't work for a large church, but perhaps a smaller church. If you did want to take your Christmas funds, uh, you could buy your congregation dinner, have it sent out to them, and then they could have the same dinner all together all at once. Again, we're probably looking at a church of under 50 people at that point, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I think we saw a lot of that this year for Thanksgiving, at least in America. I hmm. saw so many people, and even like even like online promos where it's talking about having Thanksgiving with the family, and I, and I saw a bunch of pictures of people setting up a TV at the end of their uh, Thanksgiving table. Or maybe they, you know, set up uh, just a just a Zoom of them sitting there, just so that everyone was still kind of in that same space 
And people made that work. Mm. You know, I know for myself, our Thanksgiving was a little bit smaller this year, but I saw a lot of opportunities for just continued fellowship, even though it looks digital. So everyone kind of had a Thanksgiving plate in front of them, but they still got to enjoy it with each other. So that's awesome. I don't see that being problematic. And I, Nick, your idea could probably even still work in a big church. It would just be a, a small group kind of thing. You're right. Like, yeah. Like if you're part of a small group, bring your own food or do some kind of, I don't know, DoorDash or something like that. And then together over Zoom, you could eat dinner and you could still have conversation. And, you know, maybe you could even just read uh, part of the Christmas story. Now, that that requires community and commitment. So I guess this kind of leads into the next question I was going to ask. What do we do about the clisters? What do we do about the wallflowers that are only coming to kind of hmm. check the tick box or just look over the shoulder? Like we know mm-hmm. we have a lot of those people coming in in the digital space, especially on Facebook, whenever it passes their feed. Those what uh, those fake thousand views got to come from somewhere, right? So hopefully at least one of those people decides to stay. <laughs> Zach bringing fire today. Hopefully one of those people try to stay at least. What can we do in a digital way to still keep the attention and attraction and maybe engagement of someone like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think the trick to me. So when I think of like a typical creaster, I am not a creaster. I work at a mm-hmm. church, right? Same for Wait, all I of think us. we have to yeah. decide that right now, though. Is it creaster or is it cleaster? I, I I've call always it creaster. creaster. Uh, I've always called it a creaster. I've never heard so cleaster. Maybe I guess, What's cleaster? I don't well, know. It's, it's Easter, Christmas, it's Easter, Easter, and Christmas. I guess that is There's a good question. Yeah, where's, where's the, the hell coming from? from? <laughs> So, Creaster? Wait, right. Zach is made it, up the L. Is it Zach? Zach, are you the one saying Cleaster? Uh, definitely not. It's the fourth person in the podcast that's saying Cleaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for Creasters, um, typically what I, I view, like, they're, they're not coming for a number of reasons, but one of those reasons I imagine is, imagine is a matter of commitment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right? And, you know, they can commit to twice a year. Maybe not 52 times a year or even half that. But what I see as being a win there is potentially breaking up the service into sizable chunks. But maybe that is over the course of Christmas week, you're releasing a couple worship songs um, that are like just standalone, like videos that you're putting on your feed. You know, pre record those, make them nice and fancy. Yeah. Maybe instead of like a full sermon that's, you know, well, a full sermon you post on social media that's 10, 15 minutes long. Uh, perhaps you're doing smaller chunks that you're putting in your story that's, you know, one minute long, three minutes long, something like that. Something short, digestible. Um, and over the course of that week, uh, you're essentially spreading the air quote commitment over a longer period of time, which makes it more digestible. They can still get that fix. What I would encourage, I know it's it's a point that we make at our church um, and I would imagine it's not something that you want to um, uh, skip, especially in a situation like Christmas and Easter when we have more people in, is having an opportunity to to you know accept Christ in one way or another, however you do that at your church. Whether that's going to be done in the comment sections of a live video or applied to a story or whatever, uh, a lot of people are much more open to this kind of conversation 
uh, around this time of year. Uh, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, make that a priority after the year in whatever had, capacity right. that you can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If, if, if there was any time of season on any time of year, this is the time to be doing it, right? Uh, so, yeah, lots of opportunities. And even doing some of the, 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 promo, the promoted ads like we were talking about earlier could be an interesting way of people hitting, hitting people in your direct vicinity that aren't going to be able to show up for one reason or another. Yeah, I make a point of in the video as well, but I, I think you can uh, you know, increase it to, to like your family as well. But like, you know, really look for ways to love your neighbor, right? Like this is that season to really do that. You know, remind your congregation that, you know, they have just as much ability to spread the gospel as, you know, a Christmas service does. Uh, and I imagine, um, you know, they're probably going to have a, a a bigger chance to reach the individuals who don't normally attend church during this season. So finding ways to, to serve your community and bless others and stuff, I think is, you know, a great way for people during the season to be able to preach that gospel. Well, I think that's probably all we've got to share with you today on this topic. The video covers a lot of this. We don't want to rehash a lot of that as well. Um, and also, we don't want to put you in a box by sharing our ideas. And then you just say, Oh, just let's do what the black bar guys are doing because that we are not the end all be all for good creative ideas, believe it or not. That, that is the putting people in a box <laughs> is like the exact opposite thing of anything we want to do uh, right. uh, with our with our platform yep. here. I think if you're looking, if, if if you're interested in having, well, if you have to have your service online this year, if you want to do digital ministry in any capacity this Christmas season, and you want to spitball some ideas or bounce some stuff around and see what sticks, uh, the Blackboard Discord is a great place to do that. We're there often. We have a lot of other awesome, talented people there often that are just as interested in this kind of stuff as you are and would love to uh, kind of talk through some ideas and maybe, who knows, there's the perfect solution for your church somewhere. And maybe we can help you figure out what that is. Well, uh, I guess we are going into the Callister season. Uh, so we wish <laughs> you not. the best. It is, now that no December L. has officially <laughs> started, we better get those Callisters in the door. Yep. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Hopefully we didn't scare you away today. Um, and if you're a Callister, then come on back and keep listening to us, please. Thank you. Get out of here. No. Just kidding. <laughs> every one of you thank you for listening to the black bar podcast if you enjoyed the program be sure to hit that subscribe button and share this conversation with others who may also enjoy what we talked about today and if you'd like to go more in depth on today's conversation you can connect with us on the black bar discord whether you're looking for help desiring to help others in the church creative field or even if you're interested in joining our volunteer team visit discord.blk.bar to get connected also, be sure to check out our weekly videos on YouTube as well as our content on both Instagram and Facebook. We can't wait to see you next week as we uncover more secrets of the church media and marketing world.